Buckle your sphincters! <laughs> tickle my belly button, tickle my underarms. <laughs> if you take out a loan, you spend 30 years paying it back. But if you rob a bank, you get it on 10 years. Follow me for more financial advice. Is it possible that I might still be drunk? <laughs> Is butt nuggets? What are they called? Quitters never give up. Go ahead. Repping for all of quitters never give up. Check off Christopher. Check off Jen Pastorini. Check off Lindsay. Check off. Hello, Drew. Oh, the great Ed Wynn, ladies and gentlemen. I love him so much. Because I said quitters never give up, and he said that's all they do. I saw this insane video of one of them busting open a front door, and all of a sudden the door just goes boom, just a boom, just a boom. Awesome. Nothing. And then a bear comes wandering in the house. Hola, party people. It is Quitters Never Give Up, the podcast about the thing, episode 117. Um, not all of us quitters are here. Lindsay and Drew are on assignment. But today we got listener Edwin. That's Edwin came in week. from, uh, not even from Lindsay, from, from one of her Quitters co-hosts, Edwin. So thank you, Edwin. We've, we're putting the entire oh, Quitters Never Give Up podcast to work here. And uh, happy to get the free labor anytime. How you doing, Edwin? Good day, everybody. I'm doing good. Awesome. And then we got Jennifer Sunshine. Kudos to you. Take a bow, Jen. How you doing, Jen? Hello, party people. And then since Lindsay's not here, I'll let her introduce me. Christopher. Oh, there's Christopher. What? Okay, Christopher. I swear to God. <laughs> All right, shall we get it all warmed up and started with the clip that needs some introduction? Is there a song? Should I play a song? Flashback, flashback. Hello and welcome to a very special flashback because I'm going to introduce you now. Flashback. And now, flashback. Let's have a look at this. Just play the intro. And now, a moment with Ralph. Hey! What? I was just... What was that? Just some sound came out of me. It wasn't the beginning of a word or a sense or thought? Just a sound. Wow. That was a moment with Ralph. Uh, good times. It's the Kevin Abid Show. Ralph is here with our final look at the showbiz beat for a Wednesday. What's she talking about? We got our uh, we got our Kevin moment with. Do we do we have that? No that one ready. No. We have to and now it's time for a moment with Kevin. I mean, if they start smelling money in the water, they're going to start coming out of the woodwork. That was a moment with Kevin. <laughs> We're worried today. We haven't had any new moments for a while, and then Kevin, like a champ. Delivered, and he came up with that one today. So we want to we want to thank the listener who gave us the heads up. Yeah, for that thanks one. a lot. Because yeah, yeah, the money's way. in the water, and then you smell the water. <laughs> the woodwork, first of all, is going to get ruined from all the water, I think. <laughs> and then they'll come out of the woodwork. What well. happened? God, the people. Thank God for the listeners, by the way, because we're too close to it at this point. We don't even notice it anymore. The yeah. listeners, the one who picked up on that one. Yeah. <laughs> the Rose said, "Did Kevin just say they'll smell water, money in the water, and come out of the woodwork? Does that happen?" I may have mixed that up a little. No, it's strong. And now, a moment with Ralph. What are you going to do with all them breasts? All them breasts that's in your shirt. That was a moment with Ralph. 
My hump, my hump, my hump. What the hell was that? And now, a moment with Ralph. It'd be great to have air supply yes. gunning down uh, the, Barry lead, the lead singer of uh, some other band. <laughs> <laughs> that was a moment with Ralph. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> Showing your own band. Trying to get the kids to be creative. Can't spoon feed them everything. Okay, so this next one, I am going to give a little bit of an introduction. This is going to be, they're telling the story of the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving, and they went to go see Kevin Federline at the House of Blues. So, Omar, <laughs> you know you guys do all that zany, Omar, I wish you were here at the... Right. The, yeah. His real behavior, not all that far off from your wacky stories and tales. <laughs> that's what it's based on. Is Omar, when he parties, really does go out of his mind. And that's why it cracks us up every single time we're doing something fun that Omar has to be back here at the studio because if anyone should be there having fun, it should be Omar yeah. the way he parties. We get into the show and we go. Well, this is, and, and I mean, he's supposed to go on at 9 o'clock. Right. He doesn't go on till 11. <laughs> no. Okay. Oh, so not, not only do we have two hours to kill, but we go across the street to the saddle ranch and I get loaded you some start more. start drinking, sure. You know what I'm yeah, loaded. Yeah, they're hammered. Yeah. And uh, we get into the place. The first place we go to is the bar. It's now close to 11 o'clock. And I'm like, where's Omar? Where's Omar? <laughs> and Dave and I are kind of worried because he shouldn't be on his own at this point. Right. He comes no. back with a bottle of Jack Daniels. A, a bottle? Yeah, so check this out. So we're, we're, we're walking. We got, like, VIP access or whatever. So we're by, like, where the foundation room, which right. is upstairs, right? Upstairs. So I'm walking, I'm walking, and I'm following these guys. I'm, like, the last in line, you know? And all of a sudden, I see, you know, a group of people walking the other direction, and I notice that the door says Kevin Federline on it. And I'm like... Well, all right then. So, so I followed another group of guys and I acted like I'm with them, dude. So I'm in Kevin Federline's dressing room. That's no way. Awesome. I swear to God, dude. And the only people that weren't black in that room was me and Federline. Really? That was awesome, dude. So about 10 seconds after I get in there, you know, I got hit up. I'm like, you know, they're all like, who are you with? And I was like, I'm with Power 106, man. <laughs> They're totally cool. Uh, uh, and, they're and they like, were fine. And they're like, I. Yeah, yeah totally. They didn't dude. care. You didn't have any of the right nothing. pass, nothing. wristband, Just, nothing. I had two wristbands. I don't know what the hell they meant, you know, but they're like, all right, fine. That's <laughs> awesome. You, you could be one of the good fellows for all they know. For all I know, for exactly. God's sake. Exactly, dude. One of my nine. You know, it was crazy, dude. So I was just like, I was thinking in my head, oh, dude, I got to do something great. I mean, like, right. you know. Because you're sitting with Federal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, like I was like, okay, you know, I don't want to kick out, get kicked out right. now because I haven't seen the show. So I was like, all right, you know, I'm just going to, you know, kind of like observe what's going on. Mm -hmm. Basically, all was going on is, you know, you got peeps just drinking alcohol and stuff. And he was just kind of like holding a microphone. I don't know if it's a special microphone or what the Kevin deal Federline was. had a microphone in his he hand? He had a microphone in his hand, and he would just kind of like pace him back and forth and stuff. And then about, you know, five minutes go by, then it was showtime. Go, all right, showtime, ah! You know, and then they walk out the door. And then I was the last one in there. And I'm looking, all right, I need to taste something, dude. I need to taste something. They're like, where, where, you know, there's like no clothes, no nothing. But I saw a bottle of Jack, dude. I'm like, swipe, dude. Yes. Hey, dude. That's why I love Omar, because his thought is the same as mine. I've got to take something. Yeah, dude. You know, dude. Now is it the moment yeah. I must steal. <laughs> you know, dude. I was all about it, dude. So I roll up in the bar, dude. I'm like, hey! You know? So it was party time in the bar, dude. It was awesome. And you wonder where, I mean, they, they metal detect you and they pat you down and everything. And I'm like, how did Omar get a giant bottle of Jack Daniels into a venue? It turns out it was his. Well, sick. Then the show starts. Right. Omar's dead. We're all down on the floor area, right in front of. And, you know, the show's going fine. And all of a sudden, I see a big drink fly through the air and on the stage. Oh, no. And I say, wow, well, that was crazy. Who did that? And sure enough, I 
as he almost like, like a sniper. He's making his moves, trying to hide from the security. So why know. did you throw? You didn't throw the bottle, did no, you? No, 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 no. no. At, th at this point, the bottle was upstairs somewhere. Okay. Um. Yeah. Whatever. You know. What's your throw? A drink? A drink? Yeah. A it was cup? just a drink. Yeah. Exactly. It was like a diet coke or something. It was a plastic cup. So did you throw so, it at K-Fed? No. It was. You know. He had just gone on stage, and it was one of his breakdancers or whatever. So it got on her. <laughs> Um, oh, so, did they so, find you and throw you out? No, 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 no. Not yet. Awesome. Oh, not yet. <laughs> they, were, they were totally making their move, but Omar's good. Yeah. He's oh, yeah, dude. He's got guile. He was working his way through the crowd. Yeah, they didn't see me. Plus, you're from Power and all. Yeah, exactly. You can't mess with Tito, you know? So, yeah, so then, like, you know, that that happens or whatever. So then, you know, I'm, like, kind of, like, getting ticked off that nobody's really booing or doing nothing. There's actually people into the goddamn show. No, not possible. Possible. No, 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 Dave, Mike, back yeah. Those of you just tuning in, we're talking about the K-Fed show. It was at the House of Blues Wednesday night before Thanksgiving, and the guys were there, to, and, and you guys, like, rightly so, thought everybody would be booing or laughing or something. There, oh. there was there was a lot, like, especially pressed up against the stage. There was people really into it, you know, like, okay, and, and that yeah. infuriated Omar. That really <laughs> ticked me off, dude. That set me off, dude. I don't know what. I was talking for hours afterwards. I was like, I can't believe he's, uh, it, was, it was insane. So, I took it upon myself. These guys weren't going to go to, you know, to the very front row i'm like screw that you know i'm bam dude i'm in front dude k feds no more than maybe six feet seven feet away from me dude <laughs> two middle fingers in the air <laughs> you suck boo you suck <laughs> wait and what happens and then he's he calls me out on he's he's rapping and he's all he, what's he say? He says, he's like, he stops, pretty much stops rapping, comes yeah. right up to Omar's face. I see you hating. Yeah, throw those middle fingers up. Keep hating. Look at me. Look at me. Drink a haterade. I stole your queen. Look at me. I'm on stage. I'm balling. In order to be Veins coming out of his neck. I had no idea what it was said because at, at that point, it was the greatest moment ever, dude. I was like, yes. I can't believe this is, is happening, dude. Look, you went looking for that exact moment. Absolutely. I remember like Tuesday, yeah, Wednesday dude. morning of last week, he was like, I'm so going to get in his face. Yeah, yeah. And that tips me off, and I'm trying so hard. I have the recorders. I was just going to say, where's the audio for well, that? Okay, it, it's so loud in there. I can see the levels are just peaking. So I'm trying my hardest. I'm now crouched in a corner working on it. It's right? a really complicated machine. It's right. hard to turn it So at this point, he's trying to get the recorder going, and then I'm like, dude, you know, I turn around to Dave. I'm like, dude, did you guys see that? <laughs> and then Dave calls me over. You know, he calls me over or whatever. So, so I'm like, you know, making my way towards the back of the club. Right. And out of nowhere, dude, I, I swear to God, I didn't look at this guy or whatever. One of the K, K heads or whatever you're calling them. Fed heads. Fed heads. One of the Fed heads comes up. And he's like starting to fight with me, dude. One of the hardcore fans. Yeah, I swear well, to God. Well, I think that was awesome. me. I think that guy was trying to rush me because there was a guy in front of me who was all into it, and I was booing, like you know, in his ear. And the oh. guy turns around and says, "What the f? You know, why you hating? Stop it!" So I go, "Okay," and I boo louder. <laughs> <laughs> he starts throwing stuff at me, and I'm like, "All right, you know, I'm gonna let it go." Let I it didn't go. see any of this. And then finally, I you know, I got mad and I threw something back. I threw ice back at the guy. Right. And that's when that guy just came out of nowhere. And that's when I just happened to call Omar, and that's nice. When oh. The whole ruckus And starts. of course, security is all. <laughs> Over my now, ass. Now, wait a minute. Did the guy attack you? I mean, yeah, were you fighting? I, I, well, he was, he was attacking in my face. me. Yeah, and he, was he in your came face. up, and then him and Omar were just going to go at it. But, but <laughs> as soon as anything could escalate, dude, security was on me like crazy, oh, dude. See, don't I, they have a sense of humor no, there? there was, go check it out. There was plain clothes security everywhere. So I cops, you mean? They mixed in. They, they had like they had like bigger uniforms on. Yeah. They mixed in yeah. with the crowd. Yeah, that's I like... think these were KFED security. You know what I'm saying? To keep oh. people like me in in line. You know, know what I'm saying? You exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I. 
you know, Omar's going crazy, so I got to jump on Omar, and I'm choking him, and he's carrying me. Wait, but you're, wait, but you're choking Omar? Yeah, yeah. because and then, they, way, like, security told me, get him out of here. Yeah. Uh, we got to talk to him outside. And, and by like, the way, I, if, I got it. If you haven't seen Omar when he's drinking, you won't no. understand that that, that was no. a, a, yeah. an exercise in futility. <laughs> right? yeah. no, you can't I mean, choke out Omar. I, I, I missed this whole thing. I missed this whole thing. I'm looking at the recorder, trying my hardest, and all of a sudden I hear a melee. I mean, loud. It turns into a fight. And I look, the first thing I see, I look up, I see this this side hat ways wigger guy getting held by security and i turn to the left well what's going on and david and omar and a security guard is pushing omar back and his face is just and i'm trying so hard to figure out what's going on I'm off my feet omar's carrying me i have to literally you know lean back and choke him this really does sound like the stories we make up about him yeah, when we're yeah. exaggerating awesome. next thing you know we're out in the parking lot getting talked to by security and the house of blues management and everything yeah. you guys deserve yeah. a raise of some yeah. kind yeah. that You're is the awesome. best yeah. Yeah. and you got uh, you got one interview afterwards finally we you know the show's winding down we had to talk to someone and ask them how the show went um, there's a spectrum of good to bad, and this fell in the bad, but it was so bad, it was actually almost good. Like, uh, the movie Jason X, or Bring It On, Jason X. It was that bad. Wow. <laughs> Dude, awesome. that says it all. You guys did the Lord's work. Yes. Uh, best night. Good times. Good times. <laughs> Oh, to go back in the tube of time and go party with Omar King and Psycho Mike. How fun would that have been? Damn. Yeah. Could you imagine <laughs> Omar and them at, uh, at like Cardi B when they threw the water? I mean, you heard that maybe story. Maybe that where, was where, Omar. Yeah, maybe it was Omar. Well, all I can say to that is Popozo. <laughs> There's been a rash of people throwing things at musical oh, yes. performers. And so this is just fits right in there. Because that's just been happening, and everybody, like, I don't know. When I was young, you threw shit at the stage, and that was expected. I guess that's the punk shows and rock shows that I went to. Yeah, I was gonna say it depends on the show. Yeah, yeah I don't think I've thrown anything. At yeah, concerts. no, no, nothing. No, update, um, Matthews? but my no, um, but uh, when my first concert was Neil Diamond, my mom took us, and so when they did the song Heartlight, everyone's got the lighters. And my sister had almost lit the lady's hair on fire in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, but when I went to shows, it's like you were, you know, just a, that was like crowd participation, throwing shit. I mean, there was a, um, there's albums that I have where people are like, oh, this guy threw a Birkenstock and shit, you know, and it just it's um, incorporated in the show. Yeah, now I get you. We went to a Rush concert when I was in college and my friend threw her bra up on stage. No, oh, yeah, that too. Edwin, did you ever throw your bra on stage? Uh, no. I threw my slip-on vans when I saw Kevin and Bean live at Comic-Con at Lisa. <laughs> you hit her right in the face. Of course not. It had my number in it. I threw it right at her feet. All right. Yeah, no, I, I think if you go to a punk show, I, I think they're fine with that, and it's expected, but not at a, a Neil Diamond show, for example. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Tom Jones gets a lot of stuff thrown at him. Yeah, that's another one you kind of expected, I bet. Yeah. All right. Got another clip? I'm done. All right. Shall we do the podcast that needs... Wait, what is it? The podcast that needs... The podcast roundup. That's what it is. Yeah. It's my my segment. I fucked that shit up. I guess it's just, you know, since Lindsay's not here... We're out of balance, yeah. We need four people to balance it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm. Look at me, look at me. I'm the captain now. 
Yeah, as soon as he's not here, I'm handling all the Zoom part and. You want me to get sports guy my on? Part. <laughs> we can. All right, let me start my thing here. Where am I? Farts are funny. Nailed it. Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> you get it, Edwin. You want her to promote your podcast. We got it. Say hello to happy goodbye to the blue janky podcast. That poor vagina. Woo. All right, let's get started with the podcast roundup. Let's get the tribute out of the way. This week we lost uh, uh, Paul Rubens, and uh, it hit it hit Ralph the hardest of all the podcasts. I uh, I personally am still trying to wrap my head around the passing of Paul Rubens. Yeah, that was bad. I saw that this morning or yesterday morning. I'm sorry, I was shocked and more saddened than I imagined I would be. I don't know why it hit me so hard. And I've been trying for the past day to figure out why I'm so deeply saddened by his passing. And one of the reasons I think is that he was a hero of mine. I kept being constantly impressed and amazed by his creativity and his commitment to his that character. Yes. And how he kept it fresh and entertaining. I never got bored of Pee Wee Herman. No, it's a shtick that never got stale. If that I've never sense. seen a yeah. performer adapt a persona like that that they live in that doesn't get old. Yeah. Or you roll your eyes and go, okay, we get it. You're you're wacky. Yeah. I was talking to someone and I was comparing him to he, they were comparing them to me to Andy Kaufman, who was a guy who basically lived in his character. Mm -hmm. And I said, Kaufman had an aggression to his commitment to his character. Um, well, he liked to test. The you audience. were you were yeah. the butt of his joke. Yeah, you were the victim of his charade. He wanted to see how far he could push you. Yeah, Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens was the opposite. He was he wanted you to be in on the joke with him. He represented light and kindness and laughter and sweetness yeah. in a way that I can't remember anybody, any other comedian ever uh, inhabiting. I mean, that childlike quality of Pee Wee was enormously enamoring and you could just revel in it for hours. And I did just so much light and love in all of the work that he did. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe that's what saddened me is that in a world where we could use more of that, now we have less of that. Yeah. You know? And that was from the top of the show. His whole tribute was uh, much longer and uh, went into more detail into the whole career. But I know I feel like I was a little old for Pee-wee's Playhouse when it came out. I think I was like 10 when Pee-wee's Big Adventure came out, and at that time I wasn't really into morning shows like that. What about you guys? I was in high school when it came out and I watched it every Saturday morning. We loved it. It was just silly and funny. And my favorite segment was the King of cartoons and they would play some old cartoon, you know, like from the forties or something you hadn't seen in forever. Oh, but wow. no, I love, I love that show. Edwin, our resident yeah. cartoon expert. I was just like Ralph where it kind of hit me out of nowhere. I remember I heard about it. It was Monday, right? Yeah. So I was just working and suddenly I heard about it and I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, and I was a lot more depressed than I thought I'd be. Yeah, well, I'm older than you guys, and I saw Pee-wee's Big Adventure in the theater. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, whoa, what? This is amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's 
the only thing I can kind of compare it to for my generation would be like uh, Kermit the Frog. You know, when Jim Henson died, I was really sad because he had been with me since Sesame Street to the Muppets. Yeah. And he just seemed like such a good guy, Jim Henson. And so it really hurt me when he died. So I, I think that's a similar thing that Ralph had with Pee Wee. Yeah. Um, the same here. It's Even though I wasn't a fan, it was just kind of a shock. It's all of a sudden that he passed away. And he was just someone that was always kind of a character that's there. And even though I didn't watch the show and I saw the movie a little bit, I still got the references and it, it was still funny to me, you know, I didn't know yeah. every segment of the show, but he, he was, he was still funny. And he was, he was always good in every movie he was in, like when he was in yeah. blow and when he was in Buffy, the vampire slayer, those were all really good characters that he played. What was the one he, um, Ralph mentioned it. It was, uh, they were like kind of superheroes. Oh, um, mystery men. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he was really good in that. Like anytime I saw him on screen, it was he he gave a really good performance and it was really fun. Yeah. Yeah, I so, think you're right. You said he he's just been part of our lives the whole time. Yeah. And it's like, wait, he's not around anywhere. It, it was a shock. Yeah. yeah, and I've seen clips of him doing like looking for clips with, with Peter Herman, you know, as I do. He he I've seen clips with him in wrestling. I've seen clips with him interacting with a whole bunch of just different pop culture references, you know, on, on, on late night TV. And it's just pretty amazing that he just kind of fit in, was able to play off of everybody that he was around and was able to mm -hmm. still be that character. And it brought us um, from the Peewee's Playhouse. We got Lawrence Fishburne. Boys um, in the Hood yeah. came out of Peewee's Playhouse. Did it? Yeah, uh, John Singleton was a PA on that show, and he met Lawrence Fishburne, and that's where oh. he got his start. And so there's, there's some Boys in the Hood tie-in to Pee-wee's Playhouse. Wow, that's awesome. You could probably uh, do, what's well, the old game, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon? You could do Six Degrees of Paul Rubens, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah definitely. Right? Um, yeah, right? So Phil Hartman was on the show, Lawrence Fishburne. Ralph talked about it. Uh, what's her face that sang the song? Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper, yeah. Yeah. All right, I, P. Wee. Definitely. All right, P. Wee. All right. So the, also this week, Ralph went on the picket line. And, well, you know, is Ralph the most powerful man in Hollywood? Well, look at that. What? The AMPTP has returned to the table to start negotiations again with writers Ooh. after almost a hundred days of the WGA strike. Is it because you went out there? Um, well, I, Is it because you went out I there? I didn't want to say anything, but hmm. I go out, yeah. I'm on the picket line, All right. and I am striking for the WGA as right. well. I saw you hold the, the sign in the picture. I, I, went look. I looked up the photo. Yes. Yeah. The next day, the very next right. day, the producers reach out to the WGA and say, Okay, we're ready to resume negotiations. I don't. We need to sit down at the table. I don't think now, it can be a coincidence. I I can't say for certain that those two events are somehow linked, but I I think you'd be hard pressed not to draw that conclusion. I that's the conclusion I drew. So, thank we'll you. Wait and see what happens. You're welcome. Ralph ending the strike. Bravo, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go over to Kevin and Sluggo. Have you seen that bear in China? There's There's been a controversy about a bear in China and whether it's a real bear or oh, not. Oh, I heard about it. 
They think it's a guy in a suit, yeah. Have you seen the story out of China? This is totally fake. People, that is not a bear. People are saying that it's not a bear at a zoo. At a, it's a person yep. in a costume. It is. Look at the it video. It really does look like 100%. especially if you look at the butt. Yeah. It looks it looks like a costume that's when the way he stands up, he yes. just looks like a dude and then he he's remembers, a, oh, I need to act like a bear. He's a dude in a suit. Dude in a suit. At a zoo. <laughs> Listen to this report. Questions. <laughs> arose after a video went viral showing a bear standing and seemingly begging for treats. And it's easy to see why people think this is not oh. a bear. His backside looks to be an ill-fitting costume. He appears to be wearing Birkenstocks. And you know, he's standing what? on his hind legs, like, what's the deal with captivity? <laughs> China has been accused of making large dogs look like wolves or donkeys look like zebras. If you just see the still, because this is why it's, you know the internet is such a, a messed up place. A, a lot place. of it is just that people are sharing. It's just the image, one yeah. single picture. And when you don't see him move, it certainly does look like Time a guy crazy. named Kevin who's just wearing <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? That's he's using my name as a slur. That's well, it's China, right? Isn't that where Kevin is a very bad name? Stupid Channel Five. Go to hell. So they found out Kevin's got another job. He's working as a bear in a suit in in China. Jen, should we call the bear? <laughs> okay, good out. What do you want me to do? I can't get out. I'm the sleepy He could bear. be related to your bear. You never know. Could be, yeah. <laughs> I'm just waving everybody. Hi. So are you a man in the suit or are you a real bear? Well, I would be a man in a suit. <laughs> but it's a real bear. <laughs> Is, and you think it's, think a, real it's bear? a real bear? Yeah, have you guys seen the? There was another bear, and its front paws were broken, and it was walking around the neighborhood. This is back east somewhere, and um, so no bears can kind can walk like that and stand. Well, they can, but China has zoos where they have dogs as lions, and 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 they kind of like fake people out with the, the animals that they have in there. Do they really? Yeah, they well. Uh, part of what I cut out of the Kevin and Sluggo clip is when they talk about all the animals that they fake, that they've caught Chinese zoos faking. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Why? We need more research. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Because they're China. They they're a communist dictatorship. <laughs> they do that. Yes. Yeah. People need jobs, so they dress up as bears. Okay. Well, Christopher, I'm surprised you didn't bring up the Simpsons episode where Homer dressed like a panda. <laughs> I forgot about that episode. Fucking Simpsons predicted it again. Motherfucking Simpsons. Okay. Over at the cup of tea in a chat, Bean was uh, speaking to childhood heroes and childhood shows. Bean was speaking about Mr. Rogers and the movie that he saw just talking about how wonderful and genuine that person was and well then Allie stepped in is that concerning at all to you because i feel do i need like to find some mr oh my god people. i had forgotten about that oh, i know thank you very much mr mcfeely well you're welcome i like animals and i like films and i know you do too certainly do over. okay we don't need animals okay. in films we all don't right. need that what some about people things call it did... a mouth organ because you blow in there okay what about what now i'm sorry what about bath time and stuff with his grandpa wasn't that but i'd get all soapy you know soap suds all over me 
And then my grandfather would take this hose. Not a hose. Go like this with me. He'd squirt all over me until the soap, you know, he'd rinse the suds off. So you were playing. Yeah, my grandfather and I did a lot of playing together. Again, though. It's so sinister. It's, it's not, though. So what I'm saying sinister. is none of that. I really was trying to, for once in my life, I was just trying to be sincere. I was trying to say. I love what that a, you <laughs> had no idea I'd bring it up. Because why would that ever enter your mind? That no. this horrible. Because I'll tell you who would do that to you. Who? Kevin would do that to you. Oh, and yeah. I am of course you. proud to I know have you represented are. Kevin in that oh, moment. You're welcome. Ali coming in with the Kevinine. Just ruining the Mr. Rogers tribute. That was such an uncomfortable part of the show whenever they do that. My right? wife actually, yeah, my wife actually heard part of that show and she got so pissed. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are they doing to Mr. Rogers? And I, I felt really bad and had to not talk about Kevin and Bean for at least a month. But it, it was wow, so she was cringy. That mad? Yes. She, she, I, I, I'm pretty sure she forgot about the Mr. Rogers jokes um, now because otherwise she would probably mention it. But, uh, you know, it, it was pretty, it, it hit, it hit a nerve. That's funny because the Jimmy Kimmel, uh, unnecessary censorship, it's yeah. kind of the same thing, really. It's just, it's, we all know he was totally innocent. He didn't mean anything by it, but just when they do those edits, it's funny. And I'm a firm believer. If anybody's listening to this podcast, you're probably a Kevin and Bean fan and you're probably not easily offensive. And so they would find it funny. I, I mean, it was one of those things where it was really uncomfortable the first time they did it. And yeah. I was like, I can't believe they're messing with Mr. Rogers. He's a saint. Can't, can't, can't mess with Mr. Rogers. Then the second time they did it, oh, they're still messing with Mr. Rogers. And the third time they did it, oh, that's kind of funny. <laughs> and then the right. fourth time I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> but you are right. You can't mess with Mr. Rogers because he was a sniper and numb, you know. He'll take yeah. you out. Tattooed with sleeves and everything. Mm. Now this that may be the best example of of Bean. I mean, those clips you just play them without the Bean filter. Oh, Mister Rogers, that's cute. <laughs> and then you put it on K Rock with Bean's filter, and you're like, oh my god! And you just start laughing. Yeah, <laughs> the Bean filter. <laughs> okay, the other thing they did on the Cupertino chat was they brought us an update on the woman that married a ghost. Do you remember that woman that married a an old? Like what? It World War One ghost. Yeah. Now there's an update. Uh, she's getting a divorce from her ghost husband. Bean, it looks like he's cheating on her. No. Yeah, because of his apparent fascination with Marilyn Monroe, because oh, he no. will routinely disappear and emerge days later smelling of Chanel Number no. Five, <laughs> Marilyn Monroe's favorite perfume. Oh, right, because in his ghost plane, he may yeah. know Marilyn Monroe. If he's a ghost in England and Marilyn Monroe, I assume, is a ghost in the United States, yeah. do they have a way to get sure. together? Do they meet in Iceland? How do ghosts work? It's a great question. I mm -hmm. believe they can just, uh, just boom. There's no, yeah, you're not taking a plane or a train somewhere. You're actually, you're able just to move realms. Do you ever hear from Gabriel Gregg about whether your old ghosty is still hanging around your old, oh, your building? A ghosty is absolutely still there. I have not heard of absolute stories, but I know she's still there because she didn't follow me to Maine. She's got other got things to, to do. Okay, this is interesting ghost logic. 
first the cheating ghost came back smelling okay first it's marilyn monroe so this guy found marilyn monroe out of all the other ghosts out there and was able to have an affair with her but then when he comes back he smells like her ghost perfume which is a brand in the real world and then Ali says that they can jump between realms, but Ghosty can't visit her because while this guy can jump from, you know, England to wherever the fuck he was, from England to Los Angeles or America and back and forth, Ghosty can't traverse the country and go haunt her. Mm. Good point. She seems to be <laughs> conflating. You know, everyone in heaven seems to be able to know each other because Michael Jackson could talk to everybody in heaven on the hotline to heaven. But ghosts are different than being in heaven. I think she's conflating these two ideologies. Ghosts are different than being in heaven. Maybe ghosts he doesn't somewhere. want to or maybe ghosts he doesn't want to visit Ali. And maybe she's, she's happy in Los shit. Angeles. <laughs> Just have yeah. Yeah, you know, maybe Gabe she or likes Greg. Gabe or Greg. Yeah, yeah, makes the frappuccinos and yeah, you know, <laughs> right. cool hang. It's maybe it's too cold in Maine. Probably maybe go go start a thing, and this woman's just trying to sell her CD. Maybe. <laughs> well, I did see a Simpsons episode where they put the ghost of Scratchy in a refrigerator and then turned him into ice cubes. So, ghost does affect or ice does affect ghosts. You're yeah. right about that. Could be, yeah. That does make sense. That checks out. That make, Yeah, that's logical. That's science. <laughs> All right. There was no Janky Town this week. Not that I saw. Um, but last week when I wasn't here, there was an HBO. Uh, at this last HBO, it was at Comic-Con. And, uh, well, Kevin Smith was still. I love to ride on the drinking horse. Kevin Smith was still riding the drinking horse. To you, my good friend. Yeah. Can we have a conversation about what's going on here? Yes. I'm having a hurricane, kids. Yeah! I guess it was a couple of weeks ago. I started receiving uh, texts and emergency alerts, and uh, there was an amber alert that came on my phone. Booze saying, is missing. It's in Smith's belly. Kevin Smith is drinking. Yes. He's drinking alcohol. The guy who never drank booze is now drinking alcohol. Yeah. Stay in your fucking lane. That's all I guess I'm saying. <laughs> well, you've always made it look so fun and cheery. Because it is fun, but yes. it's not for you. It's my fun. I've seen you drunk. Yeah, you have. <laughs> when have you seen me not drunk is the question. And it always made me scared to drink because I'm like, boy, it turns you into a bitter human being and shit. How dare you, sir? <laughs> but the, I, I find the fruity drinks, like, put me in, 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 a, in a happy place. Oh, now you're seeing the magic. Yeah, I kind of I kind of get it, man. So there's a little bit of joy that they could drink together. But Ralph then identified a problem with Kevin Smith drinking and also developed a sitcom. I'm just going to book a double room at a, at a rehab for us just in case. That'd be amazing if we went to a rehab together and shit. That'd be a sitcom. That's like, what that would be. Mr. Garman, how long have you been drinking? You're like fucking 50 years. My like, whole life. Yes. Mr. Smith, how long have you been drinking? I'm like, two weeks. <laughs> and I've got a problem. <laughs> um, uh, I guess it started with blue milks at the, at the Scum and Villainy Cantina. Yes. And now you're just carrying it over to San Diego, and there's no stopping you. And here's the thing I know about you. 
Because Kevin was the guy who went on like, all right, I'm just going to eat potatoes for like a fucking year. That's what I'm going to do. That's how I'm going to lose weight. All right, I'm going to smoke weed, but I'm going to start when I wake up, and then I'm going to put the last joint down when it's dangling out of my mouth when I go to sleep at night. So I know you're like a full commitment guy. Yeah. My fear is you're going to be you're going to be a boozer of epic proportions. No, not at all. Only during podcasts. <laughs> Of which you do about a hundred a week. <laughs> Every fucking day. Um, but tonight I'm taking it easy. Last night I drank ten fucking hurricanes. Oh, Jesus. Um, but tonight, just two for, to start with. We'll see what happens. Hurricane warning. That's all. That is true. Kevin Smith always goes, he always franks it to 11 with whatever he does. You know, he doesn't yeah. just go vegetarian. He goes vegan. He doesn't just go on a diet he he fasts for days and or potato diets or you know smokes weed from morning to night i i'm kind of worried now got me worried but i'm excited for the new sitcom hopefully they can get dr yeah. drew in there right? you know, dr drew can be the straight oh man God, this thing writes itself it does yeah. got two it's guys doing a podcast they're in rehab oh my gosh and Let's work on the writers this, uh, on strike. Let's get the skip going. Oh, we can't. The writers are on strike. We have to. We're wait. not on yep. strike. We're not We're crossing not the lines, joke. Edwin. We're not crossing the lines. <laughs> you know, a couple of weeks from now, he's going to just be in a gutter somewhere drinking scope. <laughs> well, we got to. Yeah, well, let's keep an eye on that. See what uh, the next Hollywood right. Babylon sound like. He's a, he's a fun drunk. I, I will say that, and he only drinks like fruity drinks. So it's kind of hard for him to get, like, you know, go full commitment, I imagine. All right. Are you guys ready for Dumb yes. Inception? So this week I was on uh, the Gilded Playlist, the grotesque protagonist, the Guantanamo philanthropist, whatever what? else Lindsay says. <laughs> Miss Lindsay making those things up for us. He's so good. Uh, yeah. yeah. Let's, uh, let's hear the clip. Christopher show does an awesome job of just, uh, finding different ways to pull different clips from, from years past and, and relish the good times and the current times. Um, Christopher, you're nice enough to put clips of our show on here. Yeah. In fact, this clip that I'm seeing right now might end up on the show. Think about that inception kind of level shit wow. going down. So. Dumb Inception. All right. Did you guys hear the show? No. I did. Wait, I, what? Did I was so it? mad at myself because you told us over and over, it's coming up, it's coming up. And I even went to the webpage and I'm like, oh, okay, I still got time because the marinator was there. And I'm like, I'll fill this out tomorrow. I did hear, I think I heard 60% of the show. So I learned a lot about you. Learned a lot about Jane's addiction. Would you say Duff McKagan also had a connection with them? Yeah, fascinating stuff. I I, I overprepared, as you no, guys may great. know when I when I do the the show notes, I, I overprepare. And I over. No, it was fantastic, Christopher. I loved it. I learned about you. I learned about Jane's addiction. Very good. I think the one thing I didn't prepare was talking about our show. They're like, talk about your show. Uh, we music show long time ago canceled over phone pandemic. 
What did you think, Jen? You missed it completely, right? I didn't listen to it, but I I um then I filled out the thing for the album. Uh-huh. I think I marked them all tens. Nice. I did exactly what you said. So <laughs> <laughs> love Jane's addiction. So I don't know. Yeah, I do too. I mean, it it is uh, it, they're a really good band and they're a really important band because they they came at a time where there wasn't a lot of that type of music out. They were right in between, right in between yep. the heavy metal glam and then the, I guess, the alternative of the 90s. Because yep. I don't want to say they were grunge. No. But didn't they, they kind yeah, of they pave the way? Because it was a different sound where it wasn't polished and, you know, it was that raw sound. So I think they kind of paved the way for grunge to come in. Yeah, yeah, Definitely. But, you know, there was 11 songs on the album and all 11 songs were on the Guild. Rock. I, don't, I don't think that was true. They just told me that so that I'd go away. I thought you were really good on it. <laughs> Why, thank you, Edwin. I wait to hear Jen's scorn when she hears it. Allie, uh, Bean, what did you think of uh, me and this podcast? Allie. Bean. I hate this guy. I, I hate, hate him hate, so I, much. Even before you got to that part, I yeah. hated him. I would never trust that man again. Oh, he's awful. He is he's awful. the worst human being in the world, and I hate him so much. Thank you, Allie. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Press the button, my friend. Send me back into time. Edwin! No, Edwin. Oh, I'm sorry. One, two, three. It's a new day. Our feature presentation. 2012. What you're about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are the actual people who are way too wrapped up in their pets and should probably kill themselves. Good day, mates. We're doing the week that was July 31 to August 4, 2012. Before we get into it, we got a special guest joining the show. I did not enjoy that open. Oh, Kevin. I always work hard (laughs) on my little theme song. Anyway, let's get back to people that are crazy about their pets. Now, what happened was in 2012, our pets in case two broke up. And they were fighting about who's going to get the dog. So we know Lisa May is a big pet lover. Let's see what came of that. Kristen Stewart, Robert Pattinson. They're split up. It's getting ugly, people. Pick a side. Are you Team Stewart or Team Pats? Can I be Team Neither? <laughs> I don't think that's an option. You mm-hmm. have to pick a side. I think you have to be Team R. Pats in this case. He didn't do anything, right? He that's was right. the victim here. He was the victim. Of course, what do you expect when you get involved with Kristen Stewart? It's all the same. Keep to your own kind, vampire. That's what mm-hmm. I say. She's a vampire now, Ralph. No, that's true. Sorry. Uh, they are splitting up because she had an affair with the director of Snow White and the Huntsman. 
They're splitting up their personal belongings, but now they're having a hotly contested custody battle over their dog, Bear. Apparently, the couple found Bear together at a uh, shelter in New Orleans, and now who gets the custody of Bear now that they're splitting up their belongings? Well, I'll tell you, there, I, aren't, there aren't any other dogs. So I'm willing to bet, though, that there are people who have stayed together because they can't decide who gets the dog if they break up. Those people should be murdered. <laughs> I think it's a very contentious point. I don't think murder is necessary. No, here. in this case it is. absolutely is. If that's, the case, if that's what they've done, then they should be murdered. My suggestion is there are other pets to be adopted. I'd still, right. I'd still rather kill those people. They're not interchangeable, right. Kevin. No, but... Get a new dog. There's always one person who takes care of the dog more than the other. Right. And everybody knows who that is. Then go take care of another dog. And that person gets the dog and someone else gets another dog. There. Done. Judge Lisa. Pet Judge Lisa. (laughs) Come to me. I'll figure it out. Pet Judge. Shut your mouth because you know what's going to happen? That's going to exist. That's going to become a show. I that. I'd be great. Judge Lisa. Lisa May (laughs) is going to leave the show. And go into a wildly successful syndicated television career as pet judge Lisa. I will make millions. Yes, I you want will. you to answer my question. To be the judge her? Judy of the pet world <laughs> with her gavel. Shut if up. You have questions. Shut, stop talking about this because it's going to happen. That's if you have questions about it doesn't pets. make sense. In your house Oof. or in your neighborhood, call now. Lisa is you, the pet judge. I'm not up. interested, sir. Stop putting that out in the world it's because it's going to happen. Idea. It's going to happen tomorrow morning. I want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Our new segment. I don't know what that means. Pet <laughs> Judge Lisa. That's yeah. right. Call in with your pet disputes. That's right. And Lisa. <laughs> she can rule. Lisa will give you the wisdom of Pet Judge. What should I do? The neighbor's dog is pooping in my yard. Okay. Pet Here's Judge what Lisa. you do. Here's what you do. I'd like to release Get yourself in. a soda stream. <laughs> <laughs> and then just pour Take seltzer all over the dog. Take a picture on your AT&T phone. That's right. <laughs> send yeah. it to me. I'd like to hear all Lisa's answer. All product placement all the time on Pet Judge Lisa. <laughs> I'd like to hear Lisa's answer and then Ralph's answer. I'd like to get a balanced <laughs> view of just things. Just record this. Are you listening? You got, yeah. you got some tape running? Uh-huh. Go kill yourself. <laughs> right, there you go. Just, you can just play that every right. time you need something from me during that during Pet Judge Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm telling you, it's going to happen. It's, it's going to leave, and she's going to get a TV career, and then I have to kill myself, that because is, then everyone funny. will have left this show except for me. And then we're going to try and book her, and she won't come on the show. <laughs> That's right. Too busy. But, but, Ralph, maybe you can play the part of Rusty the Bailiff on Lisa <laughs> Pet Judge. No, there'll be a, the there, will be a, there will be a, a golden retriever named Rusty who will be her bailiff. He'll wear a little, a little badge, a little tie. You can do the interviews with a little hat. Be Harvey Love I can hang out in, 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 in the uh, hallway outside. Are you happy Rusty, with Rusty, what do you think? Are you, are you happy with Pet Judge Lisa? is grueling. So how do you feel about the fact that she said you need to build a higher fence? <laughs> Rodney, we just burned all my time talking about Pet Judge Lisa, but oh, I, think it was, I think it was worth it. So tune in tomorrow for Pet Judge Lisa. Maybe Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart can stop by with Bear and Lisa can, uh, good idea. can suss them out. So good stuff. So that, I believe that was Tuesday. Now... We can fast forward through time Wednesday, and it was a thing. Pet Judge Lisa May. Lisa May, Pet Judge. What you're about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are the actual people who are way too wrapped up in their pets and should probably kill themselves. (laughs) Wait a minute. These parties have agreed to dismiss their cases and have their disputes settled here in our forum with Pet Judge Lisa. Okay. Pet Judge Lisa. Yes. You ready? Yes. 
So they started that and I pulled my favorite call. This one had a little bit of everything. This listener was interesting, a little bit crazy. Anyway, let's just go to that. Karina is now entering the courtroom. Apparently her mother collects dogs. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Hi, Karina. Hi, Lisa May. Um, I'm calling because my mother-in-law lives with us, and she just collects every sort of animal that is out in the world. <laughs> so what does she stray, got? We have, like, three dogs. We have cats. I mean, everything's outside. All the animals are outside, but, I mean, parrots everything and I sometimes get rid of them you know by letting them out on the street but she, no. <laughs> oh my God. No. she lets them out on the no, street no, no. this is horrible oh man you can't do that jeez I just leave that gate open you're the worst problem solver ever no wait she lives with you you don't live with her yeah, no. Important it's your house. Yeah. Right. yeah. So, yeah, these are your but rules. It's because my daughter, my five-year-old, is like a big animal freak. And so, you know, yeah. she, I know she does it for her, but we don't we don't even take care of them. Like, I don't even know who feeds them. This is like hoarding. Oh, this, no, this is terrible. This is horrible. And by the way, you can't just stuff a bunch of animals in your backyard and just leave them there to rot. I mean, that's that's no, no way no, for them I to mean, live. fed, but I don't. By somebody. Know, it's not constant. Oh, Kevin and Cats die every day. This is terrible. If I was ruling, I would say let your mom out the front door. <laughs> yeah, leave the gate open. Maybe she'll wander out into the traffic. Puppy All right, you got a lot. You got mom. a lot of problems here, Judge Lisa. What are you going to do? I'm How are you going to solve this? Puppy Lake for the mom. Puppy Lake for the mom. Lisa says you that. should murder your mother-in-law. That's what she's saying. Lisa has and she, and this she is the worst any courtroom pets. ever. She shouldn't know any pets either. All of those dogs and cats should be turned over to the authorities, right, Lisa? They should be turned over to no-kill shelters. But not oh. just let out in the front? No. They should be no. turned no. over to a burlap bag and a cinder block. No. Oh, no. And a swimming no. pool is what, the they, is what they should be That's turned the over mom. to. <laughs> All right. Lisa. Get a big you're... bowl of <laughs> antifreeze. Nope. No, Don't even no. joke about it. Put, put it on your porch. <laughs> not funny. Not funny. Sit back, it. pop a beer, and watch the fireworks. <laughs> nope. That is not true. That is not the ruling of this court. Let's hear it for Judge Lisa Lee. That's all the time we have for today. But thanks for stopping by. So Ralph and Pet Judge Lisa May, radically different views of how to deal with your animals. Now, a very alert listener to the Kevin and Beach show kind of summed the whole thing up. Here's a response to the feature that we debuted earlier this week called Lisa May Pet Judge, where she took calls from listeners. Edwin writes in, what a bittersweet day. On one hand, I can't wait for the inevitable new show on Animal Planet, Lisa May Pet Judge. I hope they design a judge robe with a deep V-neck and a miniskirt. <laughs> Officer Gruden can be the bailiff. Boner can sit at his own little judge stand during the trial. On the other hand, this means that Lisa May will be following Psycho Mike, Jimmy Kimmel, Adam Carolla, and more as Kevin and Bean family members who go on to greater things. Good luck, Lisa. I'll miss your traffic report. Oh, that's so sweet. Boner with it his didn't own go little that place. Well. Yeah, it didn't. <laughs> yeah, Lisa May Pet Judge did not take off and get its own show so we still had more years of lisa may so it's a good thing if you ask me it should I, that that is a show i mean it we, should have been a show it, it's, it, they should try and sell it now we should reach out to lisa may and do pet judge now i mean the yeah, writer right? strikes going reality is going to be a big thing you know it's right? going to take a while for us to get regular shows back on that's a reality show i think i'd watch yeah instead of watching crabby well, judge judy you got nice Lisa May and got people. People are always passionate about their animals. Um, uh, Sports Guy watches a lot of uh, Judge Judy, and there's a lot of ones where it concerns an animal, a pet, for some reason. So 
It definitely has legs. Four legs, yeah. Four legs. Yeah. Uh, I did love that collar, too. I just let him out sometimes when she gets sick of him. I can't. I can't. But, I mean, it's shocking to me. I mean, I volunteer with the Animal Rescue. I've got a pet store. Um, it's shocking, though, to me how people still treat animals. And this one guy's got a... I hate him. He's such a fucking arrogant dick. And he comes in, and he's like, um, I don't know, trying to get food for his dog. And he's like, yeah, no, the dog's just outside. And we just had to spend, like, $3,000 on surgery because he's eating rocks. I'm like, he's eating rocks because he's bored. Why do you have a dog? But then he comes oh, in man. and spends all this money on food. I'm like, it's not the food, dude. So, anyway. Yeah, I eat rocks when I get bored, too. It sucks. Right? I'm glad I found podcasting. Jennifer Sunshine pet judge, she rolled on that guy. He's gone. Uh, you can't uh, have a dog. The one thing well, I'm looking you... forward to, if is if the show gets picked up, is is Lisa May saying this. Somebody get this ham sandwich out of my court. I just uh... <laughs> right. <laughs> Tell they him should. Be well, they should film it at Dusty's pet den. Exactly. Yeah. Lisa May, Jennifer Sunshine, you could be the bailiff. Yeah. Maybe the bear can come by, give his opinion every once in a while. Let's sure. move on. We got some Wolf Feral stuff. Will Ferrell and Zach Galifianakis have a movie coming out in 2012 called The Campaign. So they're giving away tickets. Now, this was the hardest game in the world, but just listen to it and you guys can jump in if you know the answer. This should have been the easiest, hardest game in the world ever. Next up is James. He's a street sweeper. Whoop. One more time. <laughs> Try again. He's a street sweeper. Hey, James. Hey, party people. You ready for your movie? Yes, sir. There you go. Fly. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> what? Will Ferrell this? movie? Three letters. Wait, what are we Come guessing? On. Will Ferrell movies. Oh, oh, Elf. Exactly. How yeah. can you miss that one? <laughs> and the guy. Well, let's see what the listener did. It's not Casa de Papel. If you don't get this, you're bad. Yeah, this is, could not be any easier. Uh... There's, there's only three letters in the title, and you can hear them all. This is not the longest title movie that Will Ferrell has. Just take that backwards. Uh, Come on. Then he uses the F word. Yeah. Is, everything's wrong with him. Yeah. For the hardest game in the world, a three-letter one. Elf. Yeah. Elf flap. That was pretty funny. This was really good. Some listeners sent in a theme song for Ralph. Listen to how good this is. Sharktopus and Joe Schmo. He plays a cop on a TV show. Showbiz beat, announcer man, does voices of animals and eats them. She knows she used to date a porn star. The shack is his eagle sports bar. He put bat wings on his car. Hey, there goes Ralph Garvin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Strong. I got a theme song, bitches. Yeah, that is strong. If you're out there listening, come on our show. That's good stuff. Very good detail about Ralph. Next up, we got a, uh, they called someone that was doing a business where she would offer snuggles. And of course, what did the Kev dog do? Nothing but, well, what happens if this happens? And what happens if he makes a move? Anyway, she seemed like a very nice girl. And let's see how Kevin tried to turn that into something creepy. All right, one more thing for you. And again, if you want to check out the website, if you're going to be in New York, you should look up thesnuggery.org. And we're talking to Jackie Samuels. I was also fascinated to see that not everybody has to pay you in cash. You also accept barter, I right? I love bartering policy. Yeah, I love my bartering policy. 
So, for instance, <laughs> automotive <laughs> services. I can come in and I go, hey, you snuggle with me for 45 minutes, Jackie, and I'll change your oil. And that's the exactly. trade-off. And, you, and, and you'd be fine with that. I would love that. Yeah. What about a trade for sex? <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't do that because I don't need that. I see. Okay. Kevin seems strangely ex- obsessed with what aspect well, of the story. Well, I can't imagine <laughs> there's a guy on the planet. But Jackie is telling you there is. He's, she's telling you there's lots of them. There's tons. And you think about it, touch is one of the base, like most basic human needs. Why wouldn't there be? You know? oh, agreed. I'm not saying they don't enjoy the, the, the snuggling. I'm just saying how does a guy, any guy not have that next thought? Um, I think it's fascinating. I mean, it's the first time I ever heard about it, and it's interesting that you, you know, you pursued, like you said at the beginning, Jackie, you pursued something that you enjoyed, and you figured out a way to make money off of it. More power to you. Yeah, thank you. Do you have extras? Do I what? Have extras? (laughs) Extras? Yeah, you know, for extra tips. I don't know what she means either. I have no idea what she means. Okay, never mind. TheSnuggery.org is the website. If you want to check it out, you can follow Jackie on Twitter at SnuggeryInfo. Jackie, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. Yeah, you heard Kevin there at the end. Do you offer extras? I think he meant like if you go to a massage parlor, there's extras, you know, if you know the code. And no one else got it. And I think this was the next showbiz beat. I wonder if Gwen Stefani has extras. (laughs) <laughs> you know, extras. Extras. What? She has you other know, people who work for her or work around? No, extras. <laughs> what? That she has she has so many cuddles to give away, she doesn't know what to do with them. No, come on, you know, extras. <laughs> I was I was perplexed that no one understood me. <laughs> you still, always are. Still am. That was but, classic. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin was perplexed. I think it's everyone else that was perplexed. See, August 2, I believe, was Sam Worthington's birthday. He's known for being in uh, Avatar, I believe it was. In his dog spot? Thank you. I was wondering if anyone was going to get that. <laughs> okay, now, for, if you're keeping score in 2012, they didn't do that joke. I was oh, winning no. the whole show. Oh. So there's what should have happened. Uh, Sam Worthington from Avatar is... I will come over there. I am not afraid. Yeah, I had to go back to 2010 for Psycho Mike to make that joke. And for those of you younger than us, here's what it should have sounded like. It's an old commercial from the L.A. area. Here's Cal Worthington and his dog Spot. If you need a better car, go see Cal. For the best deal by far, go see Cal. If you want your pin flow, if you want to say some dough, go see Cal, go see Cal, go see Cal. Yeah, Cal Worthington was a local car dealer. They would say Cal Worthington and his dog Spot, and he'd have a monkey, an elephant, whatever. So that's a great joke for us olds. Hold, hold on, Edwin. <laughs> hey, everybody. An old man's talking. <laughs> Tell us more about Cal Worthington. That's it. I'm done. I'm not <laughs> mad at the uh, clip. It totally fit. <laughs> uh, celebrity birthday with a very tangential connection to Kevin and Bean. Uh, Ted McGinley. Wait, I said that wrong. It's uh, John McGinley from Scrubs. And his connection is, he was on Scrubs, he would go on these rants, and I would send him to Bean all the time. So here's one he actually used one time. Now, if you have any questions, uh, well, I could give a crap. I'm going home. You all get paid way too much for doing nothing anyway. Yeah, Bean put that on one of the closing montages once. I think I've heard that one on the cup of tea, too. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, he was great at doing those rants and being like the very angry, kind of had that Ralph Garman angry energy. Very yeah. funny guy. 
Okay, here's another celebrity birthday. This guy is named Edward Furlong. You may not remember what he was from. The Crow That's City right. of Angels. Me too. Right. And what connection does he have to Kevin and Bean? He was in the Crow City of Angels. <laughs> well, let's just play. Edward Furlong's 35 years old today. Kevin co-starred with him in a movie. He was just talking about that. <laughs> Kevin played Mr. Humphreys in a movie called, uh, what was the name of the film again? Couldn't tell Dark, you. Dark Stool? Dark. What was it called? <laughs> yeah. Dark, Dark Stool. Real, it was a medical drama. Dark, Dark, Dark Real Bloody Realm? Stool. I don't know. Bloody, bloody Real. real Kevin's been real in so fame. many movies, he it's can't even bother. What was the name of the one movie I, you were in? I don't know. I really don't know. Dark we, we, Realm? Do we have his scene? Do we have his, his scene? No, we don't have that. we got to find sorry. Kevin's yeah. scene. You're looking at beer mode for that. Yeah, right. One of my favorites. Dark Real. Dark Real. Dark Real. So they kind of finally figured it out. Dark Real. And here's the famous clip. No time like the present. Excuse me. Excuse me. Why have the Icky girl just bumped into me at a bar? Excuse me. Why have the offers not been pouring you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. How did you get in this movie, Kevin? Friend. Somebody, a friend of yours, was making the film and said, yeah. hey, you want to be in it? Yeah. Does, your, then, does your friend live in an old photo mat or something where there's no <laughs> other actors available to him at all? He just wanted me to do it. And I said, sure. And then I did it. And then afterwards, I begged him to take it out, and he wouldn't because he thought it was funny. Well, yeah. he's smart. <laughs> he was right. <laughs> so there you go. That's the backstory to that. And if your friends ever ask you, it's called Dark Real. Uh, let's see. The Total Recall reboot was coming out. That's the old Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. This one had a Colin Farrell in it. So they sent Bear Mug out to the red puppet. Puppet? Carpet. Puppet? How much did you model your character after Arnold's character? Oh, you know, just oh. my pecs. Just my pecs and inner thigh. I thought. <laughs> Pretty shredded dude there. In your inner thigh. I was, I was my inner thigh. No, I, I, got, I got in as good enough shape as I could in four months before we started shooting. You're looking fantastic, sir. Well, thank you very much, man. Thank you very much. It means the world coming from you. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. It means the world coming I from you. Him. Yeah, Colin Farrell, good sport. <laughs> they used that drop for years and years. I'd kind of <laughs> forgotten where it came from, but it was from Colin Farrell. Okay, last thing before we land this boat. Uh, the Olympics were on in 2012, and they got to talking about Olympic stories. And it kind of turned on to the King of Mexico, kind of his origin. And now, I think it's hot. It's hot. It's hot. It's tight. It's a hit, man, and I like it. <laughs> I'm going to go get it. That's a keeper right there. Thanks, King. Our feature presentation. <laughs> <laughs> Who is he saying thanks, King, to? He was telling a story. That's Bob Costas from the NBC, uh, NBC broadcast team for the Olympics in London. He was telling a story about, I think it was Jim Thorpe, the famous Olympian Jim Thorpe who was meeting with the king of Sweden, and the king told him that you are the, the all-time greatest Olympic athlete. And he said... And, and the king of Sweden said... Uh, that's what the king of Sweden said to him. So Jim Thorpe responded, thanks, king. <laughs> and for some reason, that became a famous story. So That's strange. Thanks, you don't generally say thanks, king, I think is what well, it was. Well, I guess was. not, yeah, but... Your highness, but, maybe. Yeah, something yeah. like that. We're used to it around here. Thanks, yeah. king. We've had a king forever. <laughs> and by the way, is, 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 there any, uh, is there anyone you've ever met who's more... The American success story than Dave. American Dave's the freaking produ producer of the Kevin and Bean show. Let's remember where Dave started out. Let's remember how Dave started as a phone screener and an intern and an all around lazy guy.
Yeah. And we thought yeah, he'd look. be a phone screener forever. Forever. He yeah, was it for years, right? Yeah. How yeah. long? Yeah. Yeah. Hi, I just want to take this uh, moment to uh, point out that Dave has not come to work yet this morning. <laughs> I just thought it might be an interesting side note to your story that Dave the King Mexico has yet to show up for work. How about The American that? Dream? Yeah, the is American Dream is American still dreaming. Dream. No, that is the American Dream, is to wake up late and not have to come to work. Apparently he's and still sleeping know. and still dreaming. Well, that's a good update. I just thought, you know, since it was germane to your, your conversation, I thought I'd step in and mention, just, Thank just you, as, Ralph. A, as a side note, that Dave hasn't shown up to Here work. Here I am complimenting him for his nose to the grindstone mm-hmm. and talking about how he worked so hard that he figured out yeah. a way to turn, you know, to go well beyond his abilities. Yeah. And Chip, you're telling me that Chip maybe just, I spoke too soon. He just said in my headphones, he just woke up. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, it's not like he's almost here. No, he apparently heard you talking about him, and that's what <laughs> snapped him out of his slumber. Good uh-huh. times. Yeah. That's the American dream right there. So thanks, King. <laughs> it's not too my fault. early. It's too early for me to get up. Yeah, thanks, King, indeed. Well, that's the week that was. Back to you, Steve. Why, thank you. This has been the Quitters Never Give Up podcast, uh, episode 117. Uh, thank you all for listening. Follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and apparently it's now X. Yes, that's going to be a thing. Thank you all for listening. Goodbye. Thanks, everybody. Au revoir. <laughs> Pee-wee, a day is certainly more fun with you around. Oh, really? I'm sorry to hear that, Miss Vaughn. Why, Pee-wee? Because it's time for me to go. Oh, Pee-wee. Bye-bye. So long, partner. See all you partners later. (laughs) Well, first, I'd like to leave you with a little piece of advice. No matter what happens till the next time we meet, don't lose your cool. Thank you.